Hello, welcome to another episode of Stress Bucket Solutions. I'm going to start with a caveat again that this podcast is not a replacement for a therapist. Uh, once again, I've just had a, a quite a few specific requests come in for podcast episodes, um, but uh, you know, please be careful. I I just cannot give you the kind of advice you're looking for. Please find a therapist to talk to. Please do some reading on your own. I hope the podcast helps you in general uh, as well. And the main point of my podcast is to help you understand how your brain works. So if you have a stress response, something triggering you, it comes from the primitive brain. Cutting down the fuel supply to the primitive brain is key. So keeping your stress bucket empty. I think we talked about this last week. So, you know, and while you're in the primitive brain, you're totally irrational as well. So it's very irrational thoughts and fears going on. Um, At that time, it makes total sense to the primitive brain, but it's very, very irrational. You need to get some intelligent control back before you can engage in therapy. So I hope, you know, in a way, this podcast will help you at least do that. But if you have something specific going on in your life, please find a therapist to help you. Please talk to someone, talk to, start by talking to a very trusted friend or family member. If you are that trusted friend or family member that has someone speak to you, please help people get help as well. Look after yourself as well. There's, uh, I think I, I should probably do another Uh, podcast episode on that. When people come to us for help, we can help as much as we can, but we also have a limit as well. And even me as a therapist, I will have a limit of what help I can give. But what we're looking at is for people to have maybe kind of like a catalog of help. So yes, they see a therapist, they might be on medication from the GP, they might have a yoga teacher, and they might have loads of self-help books. So getting mentally fit again, isn't just you don't just go to one place, you can go to many different places, and you can have all these things running alongside each other as well. So make yourself your own personal project. Uh, Today's episode, though, today's episode is about stress eating. Oh, we've all been there, haven't we? When we're so stressed, you can just demolish a packet of chocolate biscuits in about five minutes, five minutes, if that. Yes, I am speaking from personal experience. Dark chocolate digestive biscuits. Um, Many brands are available, but the main one is absolutely spot on. That just hits the spot for me. So um, yeah, if you ever want to buy me a present, dark chocolate digestive biscuits, um, just a fab. Um, But stress eating, yeah. So we we go, that is a stress response. Again, you've spoken about that the last few episodes, that stress response is we need that. It's a really common behavior where what you're doing is you're turning to food as a way to cope with the stress or the anxiety or the emotional turmoil that you're in, whatever's going on right now, you turn to food. And there's a there's an evolutionary primitive response to this. So when we go into that primitive brain, your brain has seen or, or perceived the metaphorical polar bear, hasn't it? It wants to run. It wants energy. So the first thing it's going to go for is food and something sugary, probably something with, you know, quick carbs, something to give you energy straight away. And what we do there is until that really hits the spot, we keep eating it. So one chocolate biscuit doesn't do the trick for me when I'm feeling like that. I'm just getting more and more in. I'm I'm almost eating more chocolate biscuits because I haven't, I'm not feeling the response. I'm not feeling the relief of the sugar kicking in yet. So I'm eating faster than I can feel the response sometimes. 
Luckily, that hasn't happened for ages, but yeah, I can. It's a sight to behold me demolishing over half a packet of chocolate biscuits in one go. So, what this leads to is overeating, doesn't it? So, overeating and especially eating unhealthy foods, just getting that temporary relief. And then what happens? You have another negative effect on your mental health. You feel horrible for eating so quick quickly is a vicious circle isn't it so you've gone for the stress response of eating something sugary you've ate it so quick that then you feel awful that you've ate it so quick and you've ate something so sugary as well so you'll you'll get a bit of a high you'll come crashing down as well and over time yeah it's going to have an effect on your physical health that is not a way to cope with stress so what you need to do is identify and manage that source of stress where's that stress coming from so it's about emptying your stress bucket once again so identify that that is a stress response start by asking for support from your friends and family see a therapist what other stress reducing techniques can you use exercise your three p's positive activities positive interactions relaxation techniques know that that isn't a healthy response to stress It's an evolutionary response. It's almost automatic. But if you're listening to this now and you're not stressed, now is the time to really think about that. Is that a healthy response to stress? Am I responding to stress healthily? Yes, you can go into, you know, eating plans and that kind of thing, you know, and and all that. And I don't want to step on any nutrition toes here. So, you know, if you're a nutritionist or know a nutritionist, you know, please you know, see them as well. But I I speak to nutritionists all the time. We've had Laura, my friend Laura Wyness on here as well. And she knows that that's a close connection. We we spoke about that, that close connection between mental health and the way we eat. Sometimes if she'll see people that have got other anxieties and stresses going on, she'll say, you need to deal with that first. She can give all the practical solutions, but you've got to get the mindset right. Yes, it's a vicious circle. Once you get that right, you will start to feel better. But she'll start off by giving you something like a plan or helping you. But if there's some stress, if she identifies anything as stress and you're not dealing with it well, then we've got to look at emptying your stress bucket. And that's when she refers people to me as well. So what can you do about that? So that's the science behind where that stress comes from. So I hope, first of all, that helps you. So it's not you. It's an automatic response from your primitive brain that's trying to help you to survive. It's saying, look, get some sugar in me. So I, I'm going to run. I need to run from this polar bear. I need to survive. So I need energy right now because your heart starts racing, doesn't it? And you get all sweaty and you get all hot and you get a bit breathless. And that's your body wanting more energy to cope with that. Uh, and the best place you can get that is some sort of sugar. So pay attention to what triggers your stress eating. So do you have triggers, a certain emotion, a situation, a time of day? Um, Understand your triggers. Now, the great thing in solution-focused work is we eliminate the triggers. So it takes time. I've said that so flippantly, it sounds really easy. Um, And it is overall, if we can get you focusing on the good in your life the triggers just don't seem to appear. And even if those triggers do come up, you've got so much intelligent control now that you stay objective and you say, no, I'm not going to let that trigger me. It's just a lot of clients that I find, they just, they'll see those triggers again. They don't feel triggered. If you're focusing on your triggers and even paying attention to that, that's still a bit problem focused, isn't it? Oh, so when that thing happens, I get stressed and I eat a packet of chocolate biscuits. When I have a certain phone call from a certain relative, right, I get stressed. But 
you know, you're still thinking of the problem. So it's great that you've identified it, but you've got to be able to deal with it as well. And like I said, in solution focus work, that's what we do. You can also find you need to find a healthier way to manage that stress. So don't turn to food. Is there something else you can do? Exercise, meditation, deep breathing, yoga, walking, going for a walk. Sometimes you just need to burn that energy and burn that adrenaline off. So find a different you need to find a different way to manage your stress. Now, what you need to be careful of here, though, is so I've seen people manage their stress by exercising. Then they become addicted to exercise. You know, and that that's also not healthy. It just becomes another obsession. So you need to find ways of keeping your stress down, even when you're not being triggered. So yes, exercising regularly and in a timely way, in a healthy way, if you know long term, that's going to keep your stress levels down. That is great. But don't look at the exercise being that response. So, you know, every time I get stressed, I go for a run. I need to go for a run today. You know, that can lead to, you know, it's just another obsession. This is when people get obsessed with fitness as well. That's not healthy either. So do things that you enjoy and do those when you're feeling calm and not stressed as well. Things that help you relax. You can also do things like mindful eating. Again, in that episode with Laura, uh, we talked about that a bit of mindful eating. There's an episode on that as well. Eating slowly so you're enjoying food again. So now when I do eat chocolate biscuits, you know, I'll eat one or two and I love them because I take my time eating them. You've got to slow down as well. And uh, making sure healthy snacks are always available. So I don't let myself get that hungry. I'm thinking, right, I definitely want to demolish half a packet of chocolate biscuits now. And lastly, the thing is, is to get some support. You've got to find ways of managing that stress in a healthy way. That, that can't go on, that stress eating, you know, is such a strong response, isn't it? And that's the thing. So, you know, we're not going to make you eliminate all those things you enjoy in your life. It's about having them when you do enjoy them, but not having them as this crutch, as a response to stress. So it doesn't mean... Like, as I just explained, I'm, it's not, it doesn't mean I'm never going to eat chocolate biscuits again, but when I do have them, I really enjoy them as well. It's not an obsession of the other way to not eat, right? I'm never, ever going to eat another chocolate biscuit. I'll just change that stress response to something else. So once you manage your stress, once you've emptied your stress bucket, that primitive brain isn't triggered for sugar. And then if I do want a little bit of sugar, I want some chocolate biscuits, absolutely fine. You can sit and enjoy them for what they are. It really does improve your eating habits long term uh, as well. You've got to know how to manage that stress. So remember, the primitive brain is totally irrational. At that point, it makes total sense. And when the stress response has gone really, really high, it makes total sense to the primitive brain. It says, right, we need sugar. You better get something in you right now. But intelligently, you know that that's not healthy. It's not a long, good long term solution. So look at your stress eating, know where it comes from and know that if you can identify your triggers and that helps you and you can avoid your triggers, fair enough. But my main message here is you've got to deal with the underlying stress. Otherwise, you will be triggered quicker and easier as well. So I hope um, this episode helps you today on stress eating. Have a think about that. If you need to speak to someone, please do. Um, it doesn't have to be me. If you 
need to find a solution-focused therapist in your area, find one, any other therapist that you think would suit you, um, a life coach, someone that would help you. And even fitness coaches, you know, uh, they're not trained in mental health. So if you think it's a stress response, please deal with that first. But if you feel that, no, this is just something I, I need to deal with either with a fitness coach or a nutritionist, there's, there's many, many ways that you can get around this uh, as well. But please be honest with yourself. If it is a stress response and an unhealthy stress response in you, please deal with the stress first. What can you do to manage your life, to empty your stress bucket, limit what goes in there in the first place so that you're not having this stress eating response? I hope today's episodes helps you or someone you know. I've referred to some past episodes here as well. So please go back and, and listen to some of those again. It's surprising how sometimes you need a reminder if you're in a different place. I've had a, a few of my clients say, oh, I listened to that episode again and I heard it totally differently this time to the first time I heard it. You might be in a different place now where you will, your brain is going to translate something to you differently than it did the first time you heard it. So all my episodes are designed to be jumped in and out of as well. They're all quite short. So I hope that's it, it, enough for you for maybe on a quick walk around the block or walking the dog or whatever that you can listen to an episode and it just makes you think. But go back and do listen to some of the past ones as well and just give yourself reminders of how the brain works, how to limit what goes into your stress bucket. Today's episode, I was mentioning the mindful eating and nutrition, but the overall picture, as you know, from the whole theme of my my whole podcast is keeping that stress bucket empty because that is what fuels any kind of stress response like stress eating. Until next time, take care. Bye for now.